I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of a land upon which this podcast is recorded and pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may be listening here today. of Arcanum. It is me, your host, Jessica Ann. And this week's topic is weaponizing the work. And I've chosen this specific topic because it is a little bit of a double entendre, and I'll speak to those layers in a moment. However, regardless of which specific interpretation of this theme you take, often the outcome is quite similar. So this is a specific issue that I've supported not only myself to recover and and come throughout the other side of, but one of the core issues that I often support my clients to overcome when they're looking to grow their business and to step into the next level of what it is that they're creating. So when I say the work, I mean it both in terms of the work on the self, development of self, but also in terms of the work as in the physical productivity, actionable, discipline-based things that we do in operating a business. Because weaponization of both of those things creates a rupture in the relationship that we have with ourselves. So when I say rupture, what I mean by this is a breakdown in the relationship pillars that create a healthy functional relationship. So just like how we would relate with our friends, with our partner, with our clients, there are core principles and qualities that create a healthy functional relationship. We also have that within ourselves. So when we have a rupture, it is a breakdown of things like communication, trust, integrity, listenability. All of these things create a rupture. So when we are weaponizing the work, be it through the physical discipline tasks of implementation, or if we are taking our tools and the things that we work with and turning them against ourselves as a means of creating shame or blame or generating guilt for ourselves, either way, the result is very much the same. It creates a lot of experience of doubt. It causes us to second guess ourselves and it can create a lot of pain because Really, if we think about it in terms of being a solopreneur, the most valuable relationship you can have in business is the relationship you have with us, with yourself. So when this is compromised, what it creates is drag. And it also can result in a spiral of second guessing, rumination, and a lack of taking action overall. Uh, And if the action in the event of its weaponizing the work is in the productive work, what it will slowly do is it it turns into burnout because we are overriding our natural response and our natural feedback that there is something that is, is calling our attention to pause, to take reprieve, to take rest or whatever it is. So... The reason that I wanted to speak to this specific topic now, you may have seen it if you are actively following my social media, but I put up a post the other day about when something that's not really a problem becomes a problem. This is what I was speaking to because I have definitely been someone that has overridden my nervous system through physical work. The need to be productive, it can be quite 
addictive to be busy. It can give you feelings of significance, particularly when we come from a societal paradigm where hard work is rewarded. And that's not to say that entrepreneurship or business or whatever we put our mind to doesn't require consistent effort. However, I feel like the championing of hard work, when it turns into the championing of overwork, is when it becomes more toxic. So it's that ability to understand that in order for you to perform optimally, there is also a period of recovery and rest required. I spent a fair bit of my time growing up into an adult in the fitness industry. So for me, I will often refer back to the metaphor of like when we are in the gym, when we're doing the reps, when we break muscle tissue down, in order for that to actually grow and expand and become more strong um, and to gain strength, recovery is required. The appropriate nutrition is required. If we are continually going back into the gym and breaking down, breaking down, breaking down every day, we're actually not building up. We're not building the strength to gain more endurance endurance to get better essentially so recovery is prioritized in a gym program just in the way that it should be prioritized in a work program because without that reprieve to drop back into a parasympathetic state to come back into a rest and digest state we are firing the nervous system again and again and again which ultimately is going to put us into a fight or flight response so unless we have a regime where we are taking regular breaks we are not accessing our intuition and being that this podcast is really about that intersection of magic and business one of the core threads that connects these two is that recruitment of the intuitive faculties that ability to deeply listen and connect with those subtle nuances of self that are communicating things that are perceptible beyond the conscious mind so when we're not accessing our intuition, we're, we're basically numbing ourselves to these intuitive hits coming through. Um, and I said before, the physical breakdown of these pieces, because we're not properly resting. Elevation of cortisol, all of those pieces, it affects our sleep cycle. Our sleep, sleep cycle affects how we show up and work and so on and so forth. And eventually what happens is this, this snowball effect of having to continue to put more in for diminishing returns because we're actually not fully present in the work that we're creating. So essentially we've weaponized the work to override ourselves and often it is from a point of proving. And so many of you listening to this podcast, this may not be new information. However, what is not often spoken about is how when we have cultivated an experience of burnout, when we have had that experience of, of hustling to the point of breaking, it is one of these things that can create a rupture in the relationship with self. It's almost as though we become a victim of our own drive. And what this can create is can create reservations about really going all in on that next project, really being able to trust ourselves to listen to what it is that we really need and want to nurture and support ourselves to, to get the best outcome. So then there is a trepidation around commitment. So that is the one facet of weaponizing the work where we have overridden the nervous system. The other means through which we weaponize the work is where we take these tools, the skill sets and the modalities that we've learned and we kind of turn them in on ourselves to undermine our experience. So this is where taking personal responsibility or taking self-responsibility 
turns into taking over responsibility. This is when we shadow work ourselves to the point that we start to self-gaslight and we undermine our experience. So the post that I put up the other day was talking about an experience that I had of this, where everything objectively in my reality, if I looked at it on paper, I should have been over the moon. Like I had had record cash months. The business was comfortably doing six figures. I was in a really happy relationship. I was living in a space that I really loved being in. My family was well, I was well. I was working with clients that I really love working with. And I was deeply unhappy to the point that I was breaking down nearly daily with tears of hopelessness, wondering whether or not I really wanted to keep doing what I was doing anymore. And what would happen is that I would look at this experience and I would assume that it was a mechanism of self-sabotage. I would run it through these paradigms of the work, so to speak, to pull apart what this feedback was because my emotional response certainly wasn't fitting with my conscious narrative. And the other side of this too, even prior, so going back to before it got to the point of of tears, there was a lot of me silencing or overworking on top of these intuitive hits and nudges that I was getting. And I would continually undermine my experience thinking that, okay, this is just a sabotage pattern. This is me trying to avoid what it is that I say that I want. When in reality, it was my soul, my intuition screaming at me that there was something not right. So gradually this, this created a, um, this got worse and it became daily fits of crying and me questioning whether or not I wanted to be in my business anymore because I was not enjoying it. So the rupture in self-relationship there came from me taking the tools that I work with to try and prove a point about myself. So I'd actually gone in there, not from a place of compassion and curiosity. It had gone from a place to basically perform a personal witch hunt, which resulted in me feeling like I, I wasn't safe within myself from both perspectives. Like, you know, this, this part of me that is collapsing and crying on the floor, like, why can't they get it together? Like, can't they see that they're costing us this opportunity that we so dearly desire? And this other portion of me that was feeling so trapped and feeling so unheard, feeling oppressed by this, this conscious desire to, to move forward. So often when we look at this dynamic, when I'm in a coaching dynamic, dynamic, love the word dynamic. Uh, often when I look at this experience, when I'm working with clients, this can also manifest in that sort of masculine feminine polarities where we have the, the doing urge, which is traditional, traditionally more associated with the masculine energy, masculine polarity or masculine principle. And this being energy, this um, nurture, creativity, release and rest phase, which is generally more associated with like the feminine essence, feminine polarity, feminine energy principle. So what we have here is we have warring facets of self and the relationship breakdown between the two is is creating a friction. And the cost of this is that we don't feel safe. Any doubt that we were feeling about maybe going into a launch, any doubt we were feeling about the sustainability in the future of our business suddenly gets amplified because there is an internal conflict. We're not on a united front to move forward with what it is that we're creating. So how do we identify 
when we're weaponizing the work? How do we repair this rupture in relationship? If you are listening to this and you're like, holy shit, like I so resonate with what Jess is saying, I've had a similar experience or I know someone that has, the first and foremost is, is to actually admit that there is an experience where you're undermining undermining your own experience, where you're making it wrong, where you're seeking to bend it into a, a specific frame. So whether or not that is pushing past fatigue, pushing through the nervous system, pushing through the, the things that are actually warning you that there is a, a physical need for rest and um, unwinding. And the other one, of course, being where you are pushing against your feedback system from an emotional, energetic standpoint. So when you admit that this is an experience that you're having, what this does first and foremost is it allows that part of you to be seen. It's like, okay, I see myself here. And from seeing yourself there, what that then creates is an opportunity to start to inquire as to what the coping mechanism is that is playing out. So for me, with the latter example, where there was an, a, like a self-gaslighting, for want of a better way to put it, the coping mechanism was a fear of listening to myself in case I had to change something big. And there was a fear of what it could cost me to do things differently, which ironically is often what I, I teach on is this idea that there is a soul path However, often when these things feel uncertain and if we have developed a, an identity attachment or egoic attachment to a specific way of being or a specific mode of, of doing things, it can be particularly tricky. So the coping mechanism is, is suppression, right? And then, of course, this overworking, there can be a lot of things that are playing out there. It could be a similar piece. It can be a piece around um, overriding because there is something wanting to come through. Uh, it can also be a fear of maybe if I stop, I won't want to start again. Because if we are operating at 110% to get results all the time and then we stop, of course, there's going to be a resistance to starting again because we're actually not really running what we're doing in a sustainable way. And the biggest invitation from all of these pieces, like I said, this coping strategy comes up out of fear, is that what is actually looking for resolution what is sitting under the surface of this is is deep reparation with relationship with self and an opening to possibility so if we can be willing to be in the discomfort of something challenging our current paradigm of of operation our current paradigm of what it is that we do we're actually creating space and a clearing and an opening for new fertile things to come through and this is also comes back to our relationship with that death and rebirth cycle right we always assume that the death cycle is going to be like a dramatic burning down of rome rome is burning i will lose all of the things forever i will be out on the street i will be homeless everyone that loves me will no longer love me and the world will end however what's more likely is that your perspective is going to shift and naturally, there will be things that shift with that perspective shift. However, the fact that there is so much resistance coming up in the system means that this perspective shift is necessary. So the longer that we resist this, the more that we undermine the relationship with self, the deeper we go into this doubt and shame and blame spiral of self, the darker the hole gets. 
So the decision really comes to take the pause and to come into that space of compassion and curiosity of what's actually here for me. How can I create this to be something that is the beginning of something new through the alchemy of what has been before? I would love to hear from you guys about this topic. I have just given a bit of a broad overview around some of the ways that this can play out and some of the ways to rectify when this shows up. And I'd love to hear about your experience. Absolutely feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. I will make sure that my details are in the show notes in case we're not already connected. However, I would love to to hear from you guys on this one. And it's something that I do plan to speak about a little bit more over the coming weeks. I'll see you guys or hear you guys, you'll hear me next week uh, for an episode with the incredible Marislav Petrovic. Chat to you guys soon.